Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, heard Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on PSA.com and the PSA Facebook page. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by PSA and the National Sports Collectors Convention. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, visit sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now, your hosts, Tom Zappala and Rico Petroselli. Rico, Rico, Rico. How are you, my man? What's Good. How you doing? How's everybody? Welcome to the show. You look great nice. today. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, I got up and I felt pretty good. Really? Uh, yeah. And um, it's you know what's great about Florida? I, I love Florida ever since I've been a kid. The sun's out, even if it's a little cooler. Absolutely agree with you. The sun's out. It's bright. You know, it's casual. Yesterday, uh, I, I took I took 10 minutes. I was really busy. I took 10 minutes. I brought my chair out, sat by the water, smoked a cigar. I was sitting under a palm tree, and I said, man, this is like paradise. And then I went back in. But anyway, yeah. welcome to the Great American Collectible Show. Tom Zappler with my co-host and compadre, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. We've got a great show today. We're going to bring in Lee Behrens from Sterling Sports Auction, our good friend, Paisan, Joe Tomasula from Memory Lane. And then a little later on, another good friend of ours, John Tobby from JT Sports was going to talk about a piece of lumber that was uh, that he picked up that belonged to one Americo Petroselli. We'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, you just follow along. All right, but first, yeah. our headlines. LeBron Cards collectibles roll on as a new scoring king takes throne. For the first time since 1984, the title of NBA all-time leading scorer has changed. And while the Los Angeles Lakers didn't win, the night belonged to LeBron James, who kick-started the basketball card hobby as a teenager in 2003. Late in the third quarter, the now 38-year-old Ohio native passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for first place with 38,000 388 points since October 15th, just prior to the start of what was expected to be his record setting season. Listen to this week, over 100,000 listings for LeBron cards have sold on eBay for over $10.5 million. Wow. wow. Average price is 97 bucks a card for more information. If you want to read the entire article, you can go to sports collectors daily. Our good friend, Rich Miller and the great staff at sports collectors daily. Great, great newspaper, and that's where you can get all of your hobby collecting info. All right, let's bring in uh, – oh, by the way, just by the way, thank you so much for the support. Uh, you're welcome. For whatever reason – not you. For oh. whatever reason, just the Facebook numbers, we have been breaking all records the last couple of three weeks. We are absolutely thrilled. Thank you. Yes, thank, thank you, you very on, much. Watch us on any platform, YouTube. We really appreciate Facebook. it iHeart Radio, yeah. uh, Alexa, Pandora. Write the write the Tom. Tell him to give the uh, uh, you know the co-hosts a little extra bonus Reach, for that. You're, you're you're canceling out. I can't hear you, Rick. Lee, right, Lee, is, let's bring in Lee Barons from Sterling Sports Auction. Lee, how are you, brother? Hey, there. hey, hey Lee. Good day, Lee. Leon. Lee, you know the first question we ask you is, what's the temperature in Minnesota right now? Well, right now we're about thirty degrees, but if you here to tomorrow we were we're about 30 degrees different and we're going to be in a snowstorm so Ooh, <laughs> quick yeah. change another snowstorm in mini how do you do it lee how do you put up with that it would drive me nuts well, how, how do you guys put up with hurricanes in florida well that's a good point we don't have to deal with that <laughs> you know all, all, all the uh the states that are especially north uh in their state like vermont and all that they get a lot of rain there Minnesota gets a lot of snow. That's why they're such such beautiful states. I mean, you they know, really the, are. They, you they know, are. Uh, seriously, uh, Minnesota. When we played up there. We were able to oh, go it's a beautiful ballparks. Oh, not only the ballparks, but uh, just the the lakes and the land. It's just beautiful. Yeah. All right, Lee. Listen, you've got a uh, you've got an auction that's ending yeah. when? When is the auction ending? Thursday, February sixteenth. All right, so uh, that's tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah, night it's we, ending. And uh, why don't you run us through? Because I, I went on online. I says, you know something? I'm going to let him run with the highlights. Yeah, go ahead. Take, take, take your time. Here. It's go 745 ahead. lots from the four major sports, boxing, golf, non-sports. 
Uh, I have complete sets of 54, 55 Bowman. I have set breaks plus complete sets of tops baseball from 58 to 64. I've broken down some PSA complete sets of uh, 59 Flair Ted Williams. They're all a lot of eights in there. A Beatles color complete set that is broke down with one one of one PSA 10. Now, what year is that Beatles set? What's that? What year is that set? It's 1964. Wow. Very cool. There's, uh, I have a set break of 1970 Kellogg's high grade, a 1970 Topps Supers in high grade, uh, a very nice selection of 1954 Topps and PSAs. Uh, plus, the, there's a, a cotton tobacco, Christy Matheson. Uh, we have a PSA 9 Jerry Rice rookie, mm. the football fans out there. A, a really nice selection of Colgan chips, including Wagner and Cobb. That's, that's, uh, that's becoming a popular issue. Which one? The Colgan chips. Uh, oh, people, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It, they're an inexpensive collect, and yeah. I, a lot of people have to f- try to find what that is. I have a nice selection of 52 tops singles, including uh, it's like 30 high numbers. I, I, and there is graded and ungraded in the auction. Uh, so you know, plenty of rookie cards to be had out there from near Aaron. Lee, Lente. at the beginning, you mm. said there's a couple of there's a couple of sets you're selling as you're auctioning off as complete sets. Yes, the the 54 Bowman and 55 Bowman are. And then all the tops baseball sets from 59, I think it's 59 to 64 are all complete. I broke down a a few of the uh, the 54, 55, 56, and 57. I broke down to pull out the big cards and then. but It's all in the auction, so you can put it together. So so you... uh, your collection or, or the your auction has mostly fifties, the seventies, those those years. A lot of the cards, T two o sixes, and you know the vintage stuff. Do you go? Do you auction much of that? I I, I have a strong selection. Uh, it's, I think it's, there's over two hundred and fifty lots of pre war card, cards. Oh, nice! Including Very the T two o sixes. I get a vast array. That's my background is in the pre-war stuff. So I, I oh. always get a nice selection of uh, t- tobacco stuff. And- mm-hmm. Lee, the stuff That's from great. the 50s, the stuff from the 50s uh, and 60s, is that all from one consigner or different consigners? There, a chunk of the sets are from, I'd say like 75% of them are from one consigner. Uh, I get a set here and there from, I have one guy that sends me like one set every auction from that. He's got from 52 on up and I never know what I'm going to get from him. He just kind of throws it together. And uh, it's, it's kind of amazing. Sometimes he just throws it all loose in the box. What is your website address? Uh, Sterling sports auctions.com. And listen, three, two, Oh, two, four, nine, one, three, seven, two. Check out the number right no, behind. Lee. We got the phone number wrong, Thomas. Three, oh, two, one, nine, two, one, nine, one, three, seven, two. My apologies. You can, yeah. uh, you know, take a little photo of that and give Lee a call, uh, for your next consignment. Or, uh, if you want to bid on something, Lee, are you going to be at the Philly show? Not this time around. I got a, Got to fit into my schedule, right, to go to shows out of Minnesota here and stuff. So. Uh, yeah. All Try right, to get Kittle. out when I can. All right, listen, good luck with the rest of the auction. Uh, it yeah. closes tomorrow night. Great auction. Folks, get your bid in. All right, yeah. Lee, take care Thanks, of yourself. Guys. Take care, Lee. We'll see ya. Lee Thank Sterling. You. Lee yeah. uh, Barron's from Sterling Sports Auction. Good guy. It's a nice hey, auction. Yeah. Hey, Rico, I like the uh, I like the, the turtle behind you. Or seashells, whatever the hell. What are those things? They're seashells. Uh, we rent this place, and uh, the woman has other pictures, flowers. I don't know. This, a moon looks like a balloon. One Have you thought balloons. about if I sent you like a kind of a picture of me, you could kind of put it behind I'd you? I put it then. I would. I would. Uh, right? Yeah, do it. Do that. You Next wouldn't time. mind, would you? I don't mind. No. Elsie might be pissed off, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. Um, that's a good auction, and I'm excited, you know, about this year. It's going better than I thought. 
Well, I tell you I'm, what, it's I'm going to talking. be a great. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> They're off to a great start. All these auction houses. Speaking of which, uh, let's bring in our good friend. Uh, he's going to be guest hosting with us for the rest of the show. Oh, right. The innumerable. Is that the word? Innumerable? Innumerable. Yeah. Well, is that, innumerable is that a word? This is, is the now. one and only Mr. Joseph Tomasulo from Memory Lane Auctions from beautiful Connecticut. Hi, Joseph. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Joe. Oh, right. You always you don't sound too excited when like we say hi to you. You, you know, you should be you should be thrilled. I am thrilled, Tom. I'm really? staying low key. I you really? I right, Joe. Thrilled. Listen, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, first thing is let's talk about the upcoming auction in 2023, the spring auction. Okay, so our consignment deadline is roughly the end of February. We're hoping to kick it off around mid-April. Nothing set in stone yet, which means it would end in early May at the latest. And we're not we're gathering a lot of pieces. We have over fifteen hundred lots already, with another two, three weeks of collecting consignments. A lot of good stuff coming in, Tom. A great array of Babe Ruth memorabilia. In fact, we're even going to do a Babe Ruth tab in our catalog. Can you give us Cards. some uh, a little tidbit? Nice. Of, can you give us a little tease of some of the items? Sure. Um, just a bunch of great mainstream cards, you know, Gaudis, U.S. Caramels, 20 black and whites. Same thing with Garrett. A lot of Iron Horse stuff. On the memorabilia side, oh, man, um, so many signed root artifacts. Uh, Bobby Jones golf program, uh, a letter written in Root's hand, which is very rare. I've seen four or five letters written by Root in wow. his hand. Most of them are typed that you see out there, just signed by Root at the bottom. Um, we have an interesting advertising Root piece. Do you remember, guys, when we sold that banner? It was like three feet the by big, 10 yes, feet. Yes, I do. The big one. Yes. From the babe comes home. Yes. It went for roughly a quarter of a million dollars. We got a rare 11, I believe it's 11 by 14, or uh, maybe 12 by 18 advertising poster, thin paper stock. Um, it says, what a boy on it with a classic Babe Ruth batting uh, stance. Uh, great piece. I've never seen it before. Mm, it's awesome. uh fixed it's affixed to a backboard mat and i tell you guys i'm clueless on what it'll go for but uh you know we'll let the collecting community make that decision rick well no i was gonna put in an offer but the heck with it now <laughs> <laughs> rico i have no idea what this piece is worth well five thousand yeah. ten thousand well you, you know, know it's uh this one of a kind that's what's in Incredible, you know, both of those. Uh, but anyway, I want to ask you about the modern. Now, you know, Tom, you guys go back to the vintage. You know, Rico's a modern no, no, guy. No, 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 stop. Wait a minute. I'm not a modern. I'm not a modern. Not just a modern Rico, guy. you're a modern guy? He's a modern guy. I'm he, a modern he, guy. No, no, I'm wait telling you. He's like, no. he's, like a, he's like a bear in a disguise. Go ahead. No, I, I, <laughs> Joe, I, uh, I'm I care about the modern guys because of the, the industry to keep it going. These people, these younger people who are buying, uh, you know, the the, the more uh, modern cards, uh, you know, will probably stay in when they get the money. They'll stay in the in in the industry. You know what I mean? They'll buy and they'll have collections, and uh, it'll be a lot worth uh, more. You know, will be worth more as time goes by. So. Uh, I saw in a, one of the auctions, it was a um, Aaron Judge game-used shirt with with this, uh, what do you call on it, uh, dirt, <laughs> what do you call I was going to say mud, but it's dirt. And, you know, it's going for, uh, I don't know, 20-some thousand dollars. Now, to me, that's, I say that's great because... People would be interested in that. Maybe some of these other guys too along the road. Hold so on, that, that's all. 
Can I let me let me ask you? This no, you question, can. You Joe. can. No, no. Just to follow up, what Rico's asking. There's a big difference, though, Joe, between the uh, uh, the people that are looking for modern memorabilia versus modern cards. Correct. I mean, it seems. I don't know about modern memorabilia, Joe. This is up your alley. Um, is uh, modern memorabilia has that tailed off as much as modern cards? No. Um, the thing is, modern memorabilia wasn't going for the pricing that mm. these high-end modern cards were going for. You know, it's interesting, guys. If you look at vintage versus modern, for the longest time, vintage, yeah, you would have your high-end pieces, but I always felt, like fine art, that vintage prices were suppressed. I mean, these things are antiques from our national pastime, you know, incredible artifacts. And I just felt the numbers had huge potential to go up. You're talking modern? Modern. I'm talking vintage. 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 Okay. So it was almost like a bottom-up process. Modern just peaked so high, so fast. I mean, you saw some cards, 5.2 million, 4.6 million. Mike Trout, 3.8 million. And, you know, it was an exciting time, you know. People just jumped on the bandwagon, and That's now, crazy. you know, people are starting to say that I pay too much too fast. Well, you know and- something, Joe? You, that's the point. I, I'd like to – I wish there was a number, you know, at the very beginning, how many people were making all of these these big amounts of money. But now, going down the hill, I'd like to know how many people have lost a lot of money on it, modern it, stuff. I'll bet it's you it's a substantial. Street. And we've spoken about this before, Tom and Rico, that the risk with modern is you are at the mercy of the playing status of these players. Now, Patrick Mahomes cards, you know, you know, Super Bowl, going to get a little boost and whatever. But, you know, now Brady, Brady's retiring. The Brady hoopler is over. Let's see what happens with the high-end Brady cards. So, so the yeah, key but, is... Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, so what, Joe? I mean, so what? So but you brought people in. You might have brought new people into the industry. Good point. That's a good point. I mean, and it's to me, it's not vintage against modern. It's vintage and modern. They're, they're the it's same. They have a bad... You know what I mean. You know what I mean. I just think modern has more risk. Absolutely, there's no doubt about it. So, so the, you're, a, you're a newspaper headline away from seeing your car tank. So the key really Someone's is to have a balance. The, the key yeah, is to yeah. have a balanced portfolio. You well, need to have a balanced portfolio. Now, with Judge, with Trout, with Otani, and a number of others, Verlander, those, these guys, uh, I don't know what it's going for, but I think it's pretty safe. I cards agree. like that. Yeah, I don't mean... Certain- I don't mean the the, 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 the mediocre players like uh, Petroselli and uh... Petroselli was an above mediocre player. That's for damn sure. No, no, seriously. You know, I'm going to ask players you guys. Like me, but I, they're together. This is part of I, the I, industry. I understand that. I, I know you. you but you I'm going to ask you guys both the question. It's This is going to be a blasphemous question. I know I'm going to get annihilated by people that are watching. Okay. I think the Mickey Mantle rookie card is way, way, way overblown as far as, I mean, I I can't grasp Joe. Why is that card as valuable as it is with so many of them out there? We explained that. Are you talking about the 52 tops or the 52? No, I'm I'm talking to 52 tops. So his second year card. Yeah. Why is that? No, right. Not the 51 Bowman. The 52 Tops, Joe, there are so many out there. Why is that card so iconic and so valuable? Um, Very simple answer. (laughs) Because, so let's say there's 2,000 of them graded. Okay? I'll just throw a number out there. How about if 5,000 want them? It's, again, we go back to economics 101. Supply and demand. Right, right. Everybody wants a fifty-two tops mantle. So why do so few? Why do so few want the fifty-one Bowman? That's undervalued. 
one of my best investment cards in the hobby. Um, so, Tom, I mean, and I think I've thrown this number at you before. If you look at the pop, there were more 51 Bowmans than 52 tops. I think it's like 35%, give or take, yeah. on, the, on the PSA pop chart. Now, so why does the 52 mantle go for two, three hundred percent more? More. Yeah. When the 51 Bowman is only 35% more in quantity. It probably because it is because of the aesthetics of the card. Mystique. The fit, it's just that mystique thing. Again, the T206 Wagner, there's 60, 70 copies No, Right. It's not ultra rare, but it's the mystique of the Wagner. And the Wagner is the Holy Grail pre-war, and the 52 Tops Mantle post-war. is the post-war Holy Grail. Nothing will ever change that. All right, listen, we are chatting with, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're chatting with Joe T., Joe Thomasula from Memory Lane. We come back. I take a nap. It's on deck with Rico. You better be you better be ready because we're uh, on deck with Clank. Rico. And then Oh we, yeah, yeah. And then Joe, I'm gonna throw some stuff out at both you guys because Joe, I uh, think you, you and have. I dif- No, we're gonna talk about some of the greatest oh, of it's all good. times. Some yeah, of the greatest. Hang in there, we'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardco.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. It's time for 
on deck with pizza pesticelli. Poppy, why pizza. do we always do that? It's time. What did she say? Pizza Petrosa? Pizza. I thought she said pizza pepperoni. That's what I said. Pizza Petrosa. It is time. <laughs> it is time for uh, On Deck with it's... Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. This week's question, Mr. Petricelli, was submitted by a Mr. Joel Wald, W-A-L-D. Mm. Uh, Joel, you will, if you text me your address, we will send you a Great American Collectibles t-shirt. And here's the question. This is kind of an easy one, Rick. Yeah. Who was the best minor leaguer that you managed at the AAA level? Best that you managed at the AAA level? Let's see. Uh, I managed, I coached, I was a coach with uh, Nomar Garcia Para. Ken Maka was the manager in double A. Um, but you managed at triple A. Yeah, I managed triple A. Um, Who was the best that you had? Well, they sent they sent Mo Vaughn down. He had a tough first month in the big leagues and was making errors and striking out. And they brought him, they sent him down. And then uh, when he made up his mind, he was he wanted to get back there. Uh, he was incredible. Absolutely. Joe, by the way, Joe, feel free to jump in. Uh, Rico, how long did you have Mo for? Uh, let's see. Uh, he got called uh, probably the middle of August, I think, something like that. So I had him for a couple of months. Really? And he worked his butt off, this kid. He, he was a natural leader. But uh, Valentin, then Veritech came over. Uh, you know, we had guys in and out for rehab, but uh, there was a few moder- low Derek Lowe was uh, in that trade with Veritech from Seattle. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, like I said, there was a – but uh, I'll tell you, though, that uh, <laughs> Valentin was something else. He was – we had six – I probably told this story. We had six doubleheaders. We got rained out on the road. We had to make them up because we were in a fight for the playoffs. Six of them, six in a row, doubleheaders at Pawtucket. And Valentin played the first two, played the second two. Then he came up to me and says, uh, hey, Skip or Coach, you, know, you think I can have one of the days off? I said, uh, John, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> he said, 21. He says, <laughs> no, 21 year olds don't get tired. Get your ass out there. <laughs> he played all six. Did the he kid really? Was, oh, he was terrific. He was a great He was a good pleasure. ball player. Oh, yeah. Do you remember him? You remember John Valentin? I do, but I know. Remember the name, Tom? He's a good player. But not There's, not his playing prowess. I don't remember much about. Yeah, it's some good years. Yeah, I played he was short. Like two eighty. He was around two eighty. Right? Well, he hit uh, knocked in a hundred over hundred runs, uh, hitting the 20, 20 home runs. Uh, had a, some good years, but uh, yeah, great kid, tough kid, and uh, he's living in Boston now. He managed a couple of couple of years in the minors for somebody. All right, Joe. So let's uh, let's get back to Joe. Joe, what's yeah. hot right now? What is you know, three hot vintage and three hot modern. What, what's hot, and what's not? I tell you, high grade mainstream vintage cards are pulling numbers that are extraordinary, like low pop PSA nines and tens. We sold a bunch of fifty two tops in the past year that you know pop. One, pop two, highest graded, 40, 50, 60, 70,000. It's insane. Um, all Bay Brute, especially 1920s, is very hot. Um, T206 uh, carbs are kind of going sideways now. They came down a few percentage points, but they're still getting, you know, they're still getting pretty strong numbers. Um, you can't go wrong, guys. With the household names, right. Ruth, Cobb, Garrick, Mantle, DiMaggio, uh, Koufax, Aaron Mays, you know, those, I mean, all those guys are pulling the numbers. Okay, what uh, about Joe, on the modern side? Yeah. Uh, I mean, comparatively speaking, versus where this stuff was, you know, uh, yeah, year or uh, two ago, sure. it's, it's soft. I yeah. mean, modern is soft. I mean, 
So, guys, let's look at the 86 Flange order. A few years ago, people paid between a half a million and 750000 crazy, some man. tents. Crazy. Right. And don't forget, 350 to 320 PSA tents. That's not rare. Now hmm. they're going for like 150 to 225. Ah. Probably based on the centering. Give can't live on that. You can't live on that. Gee, <laughs> so, I mean, does that card come back? I don't know. And don't forget, guys, what hurt that card is PSA now hmm. encapsulates and grades the 84 star. Yeah. So now True. that was only previously handled by Beckett. So now PSA has made a huge statement. They recognize the 84 star as Jordan's true rookie. That has to hurt the 86. Wow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I want to ask you, uh, Joe, what year, uh, what year designates the vintage? In other words, what year does the vintage start? <laughs> when no, I say start or, or end. Know, that's a end. great that's a great question. There's always been there's always been controversy about. Oh, that. really? Yeah. Some people will say pre eighty. Some people will say pre seventy. Pre seventy. That yeah. that far. Oh, Rico, you're was... a vintage. You're a vintage guy. Well, yeah, I'm vintage. All right. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, so Rico Petroselli is one of few players that has both the vintage card and the modern card. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't make up their mind. Right. That's the truth. No, but that's uh, you know, I'm thinking as you we're talking here, you know, with modern and vintage. Is what years vintage? I I thought maybe the the 40s, and then the 50s are no, kind of in I, the middle. I always think it. I always think it pre 70, pre 70. That's yeah, right. Tom. That, that's that where up. I'm at. Yeah. And then they break that up between post-war and pre-war. I oh, mean, Rico, oh. you think about it, Rick. You know, you really, and we've talked about this in the past, you really played at a very interesting time because you played with some real, I'm talking real vintage oh. guys with the mazes Absolutely. and the mantles. And, and uh, Aaron. You know, Aaron. And then you played with Eckersley and Rolly Fingers and George right. Brett, you know, uh, yeah. uh, Robin Yao. That was like a, that was a big gap there with yeah. the players that you played with. And Rico, you know, yeah. when you belted your 40 homers, that was yeah. a pitch. That was a pitcher's error. I mean, that was a pitcher dominating out. When who, you yeah. those who gave that up to you, Rick? Do you remember who the pitcher was? Yeah. Mike Sh uh, Schellenbach. It's a left-hander reliever. And, uh, Came in was kind of late in the game, and he hang his slider from a lefty, and I hit a line drive to left field, hit it good, and Big Frank Howard is out there, six foot eight. I <laughs> says, "Oh my God, he's gonna he's gonna catch it. He's good. I mean, it really is low. It was low, and was, I'm looking, you know, around the bases, and Frank got up. He got up about a half an inch. His jump, his jump was there. <laughs> it went like that. I it went in. Oh, baby, that was it. But uh, yeah, did well, they stop the know. game? Did they? Did, did when you hit the no, forty? No, we were on the road. We were in Washington oh, back uh, then. Okay, yeah. uh, that's funny, Joe. Another modern car that really never picked up a head of steam, and I got clobbered on it when I bought it. Was the Kobe Bryant rookie car? That really hasn't gone anywhere either. I mean, it's not cheap, but again, you're getting caught. In those seven, those six figures, seven figure number, you know, trends and, you know, that whole hoopla. Oh my God, Kobe Bryant rookie. It's going to be a million dollar card. Says who? I mean, I don't know, Tom. It, it's, well, it's, 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 it's hard to put your finger. I was going to say this mo on this modern market. It yeah, really is. Yeah, it's can't. such a gray area. Yep. Jeez, what about I wonder, by the way, Rico, I saw someone sent me. A, I should, I should send it to you. Signed cards are real hot right now. Somebody yeah. sent me a Rico Petroselli PSA ten. Uh, I don't remember what card it was, Rico, and it was signed by you. It was signed it. It was signed in Sharpie. Beautiful card. Um, did you sign a lot of baseball cards, Rico? Uh, I think so. Over the years, uh, you know, around New England, especially. Uh, done some shows out of New England, but uh, 
Yeah, I would say a pretty good amount of cards. Uh, and Joe, those are really, I mean, that really, that whole uh, landscape has changed, right? Which yeah, I cards. mean, I remember my, as you know, Tom, my idol hero was Tom Seaver. Yeah. I was at a card show and I asked Tom to sign a rookie. He wouldn't do it because he felt he was destroying the value. Really? And I was like 15, 16 years old, but that was the I, thought I wound, not, I wound up not getting the card signed. Uh. Sign rookie cards, vintage, any signed vintage cards of like the top players are getting extraordinary numbers. Interesting. I mean, if you look at their population versus PSA eights and nines of those players, it's like fraction. Unbelievable. It, right. It's it's one of the it has been one of the best kept secrets in the hobby. We are chatting no we're chatting with Joe no, Thomas no, from memory lane. <laughs> hey Rico, why don't you tell our viewers and listeners about the Philly show? Oh, I will. Ready? What do I get for that? Nothing. Oh, for this show. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Sounds like I'm like a <laughs> begging for mercenary. <laughs> you know, Tom, I just want to interject one more thing. Go ahead, Jed. Please do it. Pig piggybacking off Rico's good point about how we need both modern and vintage. Yeah. Actually, I firmly believe you can attribute the rise of signed vintage cards to the modern market. Because people started spending That's these inaugurate numbers good point. on mm. all these rookie cards signed by Trout and LeBron yeah. and good Jordan. Point. Very good and, point. Right. And now they're saying, well, what about look at the low pop of the vintage? What are we doing here? And I mm. think there's a definite correlation between the two. Good That's point. great. Yeah. It's uh well, anyway, let me tell you about East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions. They're pleased to Present the Philadelphia Sports Collectors Show, The Philly Show, from Friday, March 10th through Sunday, March 12th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, Hall B, 100 Station Avenue, Oaks, Pennsylvania, 19456. Hmm. Telephone number. Shop over 250 of your favorite hobby dealer booths on over 75,000 square feet of sports collectibles, heaven from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly, and all kids 10 and under get in for free. Autograph guests include Baseball Hall of Famers, Johnny Bench, woo, Mike Schmidt, wow, and Steve Carlton. Boy, can I get their autographs? Uh, Absolutely. They're baseball stars. Pete Rose and Ken Griffey Sr. and many more. Many more. This is a great show. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started, folks. All right, Joe, two things, two questions. Number one, your top five hitters of all time. In order? Yeah. Okay. I'm against my better judgment. I'm going to put Williams over Ruth. And the reason is Ted Williams hit his feats were achieved in mod, more modern day, you know, 1939 sure. to 1960. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a guy who didn't run fast and get infield hits. The guy batted 388 at the age of 39. I mean, that's that's just unfathomable. Okay. You know, it it's great. close. You can draw straws on it, but. I'm going to go with Williams, Route 2, Garrick 3, and actually Ted Williams picked Garrick as his second greatest all-time header really? behind Route. Okay? Um, number four, I'm going to go with Ty Cobb. Um, now, obviously, you know, uh, pre-World War One, and some pre-World War Post-World War One, he played until 1928. But uh, the numbers are there. I mean, you can't deny. 366 lifetime average, 4,000 hits. And here's the thing with power. Rico, you'll love this. A reporter once questioned Cobb about Babe Ruth and mm. his home runs in the early 20s, which revolutionized baseball. Yep. And Cobb said, I can hit home runs. And the reporter kind of didn't believe him. 
So Cobb said, I'm going to go out there today and prove to you that if I had to, I could hit the ball as far as anyone. So Cobb went out and he hit three home runs. Did he really? (laughs) And he said, well, that's it. He goes, that's not my game. That's not my style. But I just wanted to prove that I can go hit the ball pretty much as far as anyone if I want to. And number five, you got to put Hornsby there. I, that I agree with. Oh, 358 yeah. lifetime average guys from 1921 through 25. He averaged 401, borderline 402. And over six years, it was 399. Jeez. I mean, that's it, crazy. It, it's just over the top insane. Rico, how about you? Your top five. My top five. Top five hitters of all time, in your in your opinion. Uh, oh, geez, you should have told me about this. No, man. no, no. I, I, why? Well, I I will go with uh, Ted Williams and Bruce close, but I I will tell you, just hitters, 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 hitters. I'll go with Ruth. I'll tell you the truth. Hey, and Ruth I'll put one, and uh, Ted second. Ted second. Uh, boy, there's uh, the guys that you mentioned, but I'll, I'll just, the guys you mentioned are fabulous. I mean, but, uh, I'll just go a little more modern, uh, with, uh, Willie Mays. I knew Mays would be in your top yeah, five. Yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you, uh, Mays, Aaron, let's see, where do I got moved? That's four. And you know, who was maybe got be up there is, uh, the guy, he just retired from, uh, certainly He's in the conversation. Let me tell you something. Joe, you're going to disagree with me. We have about a couple of minutes left of this segment. I got Pujols on my honorable Yeah, but Joe, there's an, there's, let me tell you something, Joe. There's a, there's a solid argument. Solid argument. If you look at his numbers, you look at Gehrig's numbers, he very well, very well may have surpassed Gehrig as the greatest first baseman of all time. Nah. Gehrig crushes him with OPS, Tom. OPS is the best benchmark statistic for a hitter. Combined slugging percentage and on-base percentage. It's not even close. Yeah, really? but don't forget, Pujols couldn't run at any time it is. Uh... Well, that's true. I, that's a good point. No, but, it, uh, it, yeah, that's the argument. That's what's fun about baseball. You know, my guy, your right. guy was better. That's it. The discussions. Then, you know, everybody fights. And, uh, and I'm a big other. Aaron guy, Rico. I love Hank him. Aaron was amazing. It was great. Yeah, he wasn't bad. He rose, right? Now, we can't put him on the list. No. If you want to take peak value, I would put Joe DiMaggio next to anybody over like an eight to 10 year period. Yeah. Rico, he didn't swing and miss. He didn't miss the baseball. Ed Williams and Willie Mays both said they never seen anyone swing so hard and not miss the baseball. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's, struck out uh, thirteen times one year. <laughs> Jeez, I struck oh, out I thirteen listen. times in the doubleheader. We <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> stop it. Oh, come All on. right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I, we're, I, I don't know if John Tobby's in the house yet, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. Joe T, you're going to stick with us right through the end of the show. Uh, hopefully, we're going to bring John in. Uh, so hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic, In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International. Traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. 
you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer, because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. They are prized possessions, and you need a place to store them that is safe and secure. The eBay Vault is exactly that. An insured, climate-controlled facility with state-of-the-art security that guards your valuable collection around the clock. Your vault account is protected by two-step verification and easily accessible through eBay Collection. And everything stored in the eBay Vault is backed by Authenticity Guarantee. Buying and selling is a seamless experience. When you buy an eligible card on eBay, it can be sent directly to the eBay Vault at checkout. Or, if it's already in the eBay Vault, you can just keep it there. And selling from the eBay Vault is just as easy. Every card in the vault has been expertly inspected, detailed, and photographed, so you can quickly sell it with a pre-populated listing. And if your buyer chooses to withdraw their card from the eBay Vault, we handle packing, shipping, and insurance. And same goes for you. If you want that rare rookie card in your hands, you can have it shipped to you at any time. Collect like a pro with the eBay Vault. Folks, the eBay Vault is climate-controlled, insured, and protected with 24-hour security. Soon, you'll be able to send cards already in your collection directly to the eBay Vault. They will take high-quality photos of the front and the back of the card and document all the details for your viewing pleasure and to make the listing-to-sell process seamless. For more info, go to eBay, connecting buyers and sellers globally. 
Hey, before we bring in Johnny T, let's talk about Wheatland Auctions. They're at it again, Rick. The great thing yeah. about Wheatland is that there is literally something for everyone. Right now, their winter auction is open for bidding, and it is going to be a blockbuster. The auction ends this coming Sunday uh, at 7 p.m. All lots start at just 5 bucks. Go to www.wheatlandauctionservices.com. Some of the highlights. Vintage graded cars such as a 1933 Gaudi Babe Ruth, 1933 Gaudi Garrick, Mantle cards, a multiple, multiple 1952 Bowman 56 tops, 61 tops, and more. 51 Bowman Mays, 50, 54 Bowman Mays, great offerings of trade graded and raw T206 and T205 cards, including a Cobb with the greenback and redback. Uh, Cy Young, Johnny Ebers, Zach Wheat, Miller Huggins, and Rube Maquad, and many, many more. On the on the modern side, we've got some Brady rookie cards, LeBron James, Peyton Manning, Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Judge, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, baseball sets complete, 57 tops, 58 tops, all kinds of cool stuff. The auction will begin to close on February 19th at 7 o'clock. The auction ends one lot at a time, so don't miss out. Go to WheatlandAuctionServices.com and bring some sports history home. All right, listen, let's yeah. bring in Toby. John, you know, you called me a couple of weeks ago. Everybody knows each other. You called me a couple of weeks ago, and you said that somebody brought in a something that looked, was the size of a tree that That's belonged right. to Petroselli. What's the background <laughs> on that? What was that? Well, <clears throat> Rico. Uh, Thank you, sad look. Long a U1. So. This bat comes in. I can recognize it immediately. He has his name on the barrel. But when I lifted the darn thing up, it weighed uh, four. How much, Rico? 43 ounces? Yeah, 43 ounces. I think 46 length. The hell are you doing with a 43-ounce bat? He tells me that he used it in a couple games. I don't believe he could swing it. There's no way. I'm telling you. Get out of here. Did you get a hit with him? I don't know. I don't remember, but uh, I know I used them because I ordered them. George Scott had ordered a big bat too. Uh, he tried it, uh, and you know, one of my favorite guys was Clemente. Clemente had a bat like that. Uh, what's his name? Uh, a couple of other guys, two big name guys, were swinging a big bat. So we, uh, you know, <clears throat> I said, you know, let's try it. So I ordered one. <laughs> and yeah, I, t- I took it in batting practice. You know, you know what I did? I, I moved away from the plate because yeah, it was like longer. three miles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> and hit the ball. I was wanted to go to right field a little bit more uh, just to get back in a groove, you know. And uh, I used it. I know I used it. I, well, so I let me ask you a question. When you use a bat that, that heavy, does it help when you go back to your regular U1, whatever it was, 36 ounce? Yeah. Does it help you swing? Yeah, well, yeah. It's like swinging a, you know, a, the the bat, the lead a bat, bat a, a, a lead bat. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was a batting, you know, a batting uh, circle, you know, uh, coming up uh, to the plate. I thought that's what he used it for, just to warm up. Oh no, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, well, we had that little ring, you know, after the donut, the, the, the donut. donut. We had the yeah. donut. Sometimes you you know the donut you can't get off the bat for some reason you they're banging away everybody's <laughs> waiting for you. Well, that's all that illegal pine tar you used. Well, right. that is not me. Rico, you get out of here. You, listen, you told pine. you know why he used to use the pine tar because Elsie loved the smell of it. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Rico, did you She's use weird. that bat against Nolan Ryan? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, what mean, happened to the bat? I didn't use any bat. I went up there against Nolan Ryan Tom, with no bat because it didn't Tom, matter. He used that 43-ounce bat against Wilbur Wood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, hey, what happened to that point? bat? The bat bat is going to be appearing in an auction coming up. Really? Yeah. Oh, Rick, you know, you, you can't tell us which auction? Um, no, I, all right. I may that's have to it. correct myself, but I believe it's the uh, heritage event. Oh, if it is, I got to listen, Joe, we have to bid on that bat. No, you can't. Do no, it. Oh, God. I'm bidding on the bat. Oh. John, I'll no. tell you what, I'm going to bid on that bat, Rico. I'm telling John, you. Right John, no, no, you should. You. Early, John, early 20s root bats, like late teens, early 20s, 40 to 42 ounces, right? 
couldn't hold a candle to Rico's bat. <laughs> right. Rico's bat is heavier. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, those guys use the heavy bats. What was it? Uh, was it uh, not oak, ash? What was it they used? Ash. I mean, was yeah. it ash? Ash and hickory. 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 That's the one. Hickory. Hickory's hard, isn't it? Right. Oh, Pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Now, John, you had another Petroselli bat, too, didn't you? Or did uh, I dream that? Here. Come on, will you? He's got some. He's got great. And there. It's right there on the wall. I have John, your I got a question right here on the wall. Yeah, right come on. Wait, on I don't second. care about Petroselli. No, I want to see the Petroselli bat. Here it is. Wow, well, where? What? The big one? Here it is. I told you, Rico. Oh. Rotator cuff. It looks like a telephone pole. Where is oh, that? What is that? That's a regular U one thirty six ounce, right? No, this is an Adirondack. It's a model two seventy nine B. Rico, when the hell did you use that? Well, when Adirondack came out with the their bats, uh, you know, it was only Hill H and B. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, I got a question for you, and I think the viewers would love this answer. Good. Let's in see. Cooper's, in Cooperstown, there's a alleged 52-ounce bat, Babe Ruth, wow. that he allegedly used. Is that true? Um, I mean, I've seen the bat. Yes. There is an order on Ruth's record in 1922. I can Jeez. check it real quick. That's amazing. That, that's 52-ounce bat? Anywhere from 44 to 52 ounces. And that's right on his record. He you was strong, boy. Me. He got to be strong. My it. God. He was amazing. That's why, you know, he, he was just, just an amazing player. But that see, that bat, though, 52 ounces, I don't believe he's bringing that to the plate. I mean, that's an opinion. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I honestly, I tried to swing the 43 ounce bat that Rico, you, you have trouble swinging it is so heavy. Rico, what did you use Whoa. when you hit your 40th? What, what were you using? You, you won. won. You won. Yeah. I don't know. I picked it in spring training. I picked it up. Go hit. How many ounces said, is that, Rico? Uh, 34 or five. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. 33. Yeah. 34. Then what happens, like Ted used to tell us, you know, in August, <clears throat> get a, a bat a little lighter, you know, because you, you know, we could be a little tired, you know. Yeah, and point. so we used to order, you know, a bat with the same bat, but uh, the weight wasn't as much. Joe, by September 1st, Rico was using a wiffle bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was well you're going to anyway, some bat speed. <laughs> but the bats, to me, it's just, uh, well, everything, everything is uh, is great. I mean, when cards. You look at Ted Williams' uh, record. He ordered, you know, W one six six, W one eighty three, and he would order bats, uh, you know, one thirty four ounce, thirty five, thirty six, thirty seven, thirty eight. He would order like six different weights, you know, yeah. given order. They well, say John, here's here's a question for you because the philosophy, the theory is. More bat speed, right? Even though there's you know less weight, will generate you know the ball going make the ball go further. You'll yeah. get more distance if you hit the ball on the sweet spot of the bat. What how many ounces was Mantle using in the mid 50s to early 60s? Mm, good question. Ballpark mid 50s to early 60s, he was using anywhere from 31. To thirty-three ounces. Wow! So he he did come down, and he was using what players use today. Yeah, sir Rico. So why why did Killebrew Killebrew too? I think Killebrew had a but Mantle was swinging Mantle. You know, like Judge. You know, he swing he's swinging a 36 inch bat. No, the reason I asked John, I'm thinking if Mantle was using a 35-36 ounce bat when he hit. Those balls off the facade, or Pedro Ramos and Jack yeah. Fisher. Yeah. What? Where would those balls have gone if it was thirty-one or thirty-two, thirty-three ounces? And he had um, more bat speed. Look, Mickey. You know, an ounce or two didn't it didn't matter to Mantle. Right. He was a beast. He was a beast. And you gotta, you know, 
there's a thing that really when I, you know, years ago and I I looked at the cards or because I, you know, as a kid, I watched all these guys and then played against them. But Mantle was, what was he, six feet, 5'11", 180 pounds, 185 pounds. Foot. Call it six foot. Uh, all of six those feet. guys. I mean, Aaron was not a big Aaron, guy no. Yeah. Um, Maze was 5'11", and, and Aaron, when he first came up, this first, I don't know how many years, he was 175 pounds. Six the year tall. George Forster, Rico, hit 52 homers. Forster right. was a toothpick. He yeah. was like 170 pounds soaking wet. Strong. Unbelievable. Strong. All right, Very listen, good. we got about a minute left. Uh, Joe, first of all, let's talk about your uh, your spring auction. People want to consign. Where do they go? And uh, what can they do? MemoryLaneInc.com. All the information's there on the website. And, it's John, not, your, your website address. Listen, folks, for bats, this is the man in the entire world. In the entire Absolutely. world, there is no bigger or greater expert than John Tarby. John, what is your website address? It's gameusedbats.com. Very G easy. Game nice. Used John, I, I swear, I'm not kidding. I'm going to bid on that bat. I'm no, going up not. against you. Don't I let him. Going up Don't let him, John. Don't let him. I'm hey, going Tom, up against you. Tom, are you bidding on that bat for a weapon? <laughs> no, he not. wants us. That's for his fireplace. <laughs> in the winter when he gets back. Uh, Shelley won't, I've asked him a thousand times. Rico, do you have a crack bat? I can, nothing. He doesn't give me anything. Nothing. No. Zero. No, no. You, you can't, they're not because, you know, you, you, I want uh, a little bit more money for them. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> All right, guys. No. Listen, we're out no. of time. Hey, great uh, having you, you guys you, on. You, man. you two guys know what you mean to the show. You guys have been yeah. with us since day one. We love you. To our viewers and to our listeners, again, the numbers have been off the charts the last month. I mean, like off the charts, like we're, it's like mind boggling. We're getting comments from a lot of people. Uh, just fantastic. Yeah, we really appreciate it. With that being said, Rico, have a great week. And John, you guys too. Have a great week. Joe, Tom, have a Rico, week. John, enjoy. Thank you all, guys. And they to our viewers you. and listeners, happy collecting. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.